0: Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of The Comics Comic, found wherever you can type The Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed, from young people's dreams to adult people living those dreams, or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. Nate Bargatze is Jimmy Fallon's favorite stand-up comedian, and Bargatze has The Tonight Show credits to back that up. Nate also has gone on tour with Fallon, on multiple tours to entertain the troops in Iraq and Kuwait, and has two hit comedy albums to boot, Yelled at by a Clown and Full-Time Magic. Those are references to his father, who once was a clown and now is a magician. Brigazzi released his first hour special on Comedy Central in 2016, and he performs in two separate Netflix specials in 2017, a half hour as part of the Stand-Up's collection, and a showcase set in Brad Paisley's Comedy Rodeo. He's just as fun to talk to offstage as he is to listen to on it. So let's get to it! So, Nate Pargazzi, you're about to do your. How many appearances is this now on the Tonight Show? Six.
1: Sixth. The 12 total. 12th one.
0: Uh, Including everything. Okay, including Conan Uh, and.
1: Yeah, four Conan's and then uh this is the eighth with Fallon too or uh Link. late night.
0: Does that make you the most uh regular guest? I think
1: so. Uh definitely hope stand so. up. Stand up but yeah, I think so for sure. I hope uh I feel like those are like weird uh I always wanted to be the last two to do like Conan I was almost the last for late night when mm-hmm. he was here. And then I think Seinfeld did it. Mm. And I like for sure like you just wanted to grab a hold of like something so I can like <laughs> if when all comedy falls apart I'll at least be like well I was the last guy to do you know when I'm uh, 80 too.
0: Well you'll be able to say you'll probably at this rate be able to say you appeared on The tonight show with Jimmy Fallon if, um, more um, than anybody
1: else you know I that's it's those little goals if nothing else pans out you can at least have something
0: Well there are guys who hang on to that for Johnny Carson.
1: Oh yeah. I mean those dudes like this guy is uh yeah like 40 like yeah, yeah. uh Did yeah. you pay
0: attention to that when you were growing up? Like, I don't think who was it. on a
1: bunch. Uh you know I don't think so. Like it's almost like you know it more when you get into comedy cuz then that's it is like said, it's like they, right. it's like something you get told like oh that guy did it like 40 times you're like oh man. It's extra credit. Yeah. It's <laughs> you so have credits much, and then there's yeah, an extra. There's extra. Credit. It's so much material like it's uh you know, it's like, you know, because it's five minutes each, so... But, like, for Letterman, I do like, Jake Johansson and oh, right. uh, Regan, I think they were... For the Letterman. They, yeah, they were the ones that did it, like, so much, like, you know, 40-something time, whatever it was. Yeah.
0: But they're not putting out hour specials every couple of years, so they're not... So it's not, like, burning... You're only burning yeah. five minutes every six months. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, That's the... uh <clears throat> the biggest thing is like yeah like that is like you know like when I had my uh, my hours Comedy Central special come out I mean if someone wanted to, they could go almost watch most of it all on like late night <laughs> like it was just all on you know because right. it's like you're just throwing out five minutes here and there and then you get something and then you put it like, all together yeah you put it all together And
0: for 2017 you've got the new half hour on Netflix mm-hmm. and then you're part of the comedy rodeo
1: oh yeah but the Brad Paisley thing yeah yeah yeah, it's August fifteenth.
0: Yeah, did you worry about having enough new stuff for both for all that stuff? Uh,
1: luckily, I had like five minutes from the half hour they didn't use. Oh, okay. and it was like a perfect five minutes that like fits in what the Brad Paisley thing. It was like talk about being like from Tennessee or something. Like. Okay, so it just kind of worked, and then I did one old joke uh, that's like super old that <laughs> yeah, it might be on my first CD, or mm-hmm. and it would have been on like an old Conan. Okay. So it was, uh, I was able to, like, I th- you know, I think, like, sneak that in. That's and, nice. Yeah.
0: When you were growing up in Tennessee, you're, I know famously your dad was a clown, and then mm. he's now a magician. Yeah. Still? Still, yeah. What age were you when he switched from clown to magician?
1: Uh, I want to say, I've said it in my act where I was thinking I said 12, but he might, it might have been eight. Like, but it was like, uh, you know, it was, like, slowly just getting out of it, like, mm-hmm. where he would just start. He started doing, like, you know, it was, like, doing less, like, kids. Like, he used to do kids' parties and stuff. Like right. Just, like, start when you're starting out. And then...
0: That's common for both clowns and magicians.
1: Yeah. That's how you get in. <laughs> you do, like, the kids. He did, like... When, I mean, he would do, my like kindergarten. Like, he would... I remember performing for that as a clown. And I spent a summer as a clown. Oh, yeah? When I lived in Seattle. Yeah. How did you like And it?
0: actually, part of the clown training was learning magic tricks. Yeah. So... It's not that surprising that you would go from yeah. one that to the you other. Just, yeah, just
1: the makeup like, Take off, off the makeup and yeah. put on a top hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a picture of just half makeup on, half makeup <laughs> off. You're making the transition. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good album cover. That is. Just half. That would be a good, like, if you were, like, if you'd be, like, a famous, cl- like, Bozo the Clown. Yeah. If he's just, like, did you ever see his face? I don't know if... No. I don't know if people even remember Bozo. Like uh, I remember Bozo. We remember Bozo. But I remember
0: Howdy Doody only from yeah. Happy Days.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he made an appearance Bozo, I mean, Days. it's great.
1: Bozo had a show. But
0: Bozo, yeah. I wa- Bozo was on where I was. Yeah. But there were some other like like regional WGN. clowns.
1: Yeah, there was like... Bozo was like WGN. Like, so that was like... like he, he, was, he was like the Cubs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you just... Everybody would see him.
0: Right, because he was on this, cause one was, of those super stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does your dad have any TV credits?
1: Uh yeah he did uh oh, what has he done he's done like some like uh he did stuff a while ago uh he's done some I like uh I don't think he, he did some locals he did a local commercial okay when like when I was uh we were going up so that was like pretty cool like to see that
0: did he take you to gigs with him uh, or did you avoid that did you yeah not we went no
1: I yeah we wouldn't go to a lot of them but like he would do a lot of stuff like at our church and mm-hmm. stuff so I did stuff like that there with him uh but uh we would never you know i don't think i knew like that he was like all the one-nighters he was going to do It was almost until i started doing comedy and i was and i like then i'm going out to do like one-nighters that you're like oh this is what he was doing like he was going out and doing like a gig so you had no idea it's not like he hid it from us it was just like i don't think we even thought it wasn't that. something he was paying like, attention have show, to you know i mean, like if I, my daughter's five but like you know, I tell her I have a show like she doesn't like it's not like she's like I'm explaining like I got to drive three hours to wherever. <laughs> right. And, and drive home or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm going to Memphis, but it's just for one night. It's just for one night. I'll be back. <laughs> I, if I say I have a show, like it's hard to sometimes uh, <laughs> it's hard to sometimes uh, ex- like explain. She'll think like if I'm at home, I'm like, I have a show, but it's in a tear. It's at it's home, so I'll be back tonight, mm-hmm. you know, because I think she thinks if I show I'm gone for a week or something. Right. Yeah.
0: At five, is she able to comprehend any of that? Or <clears throat> uh,
1: You know, I mean, like when she was real little, I remember uh, my wife telling me, like, if I was on TV, this was when she was a baby, <laughs> or like one, she would see on TV, and then I think she would just think I'm, like, upstairs or something, mm-hmm. like you know and then now uh i did uh prairie home companion Ooh, and so like i mentioned i knew she was going to be listening so i mentioned her name in a joke i mentioned her name and her dog's name and i don't ever, i don't ever say their name not for any reason but just uh in the rhythm of the joke so like as a comment like you know it matters to be like well if i gotta i'm kind of changing a little rhythm up to say your name and then i remember that we have a uh a google home like the okay google thing yeah so i was we were listening to npr on that and i wanted to see her like listen to me say her name and the dog's name she loves like if i mention the dog's name but she uh right when i was about to do it she was like okay google play pandora disney just like stopped it and i was like look i was like what are you doing like you know how much work i had to had to change stuff up to mention your like just like, just ungrateful in my head. I'm like, I'll never do anything. Like, but then you realize it's just, they're, it's probably a lot. It's a lot for them to... Right, they don't know. Why? Yeah, it's got to be crazy to be like, why is, my, why is my name coming out of this thing? You know, like, I don't think they think it's, like, this special.
0: Right, and that's something you didn't have to deal with growing up with your dad as an entertainer.
1: Uh, Yeah, you would just... I mean, he would do, par- like, our birthday parties and stuff, and, mm-hmm. like... Uh, but it was... You know, but you were just around it. You were just around magic your whole life. So it's, it's, uh, it wasn't like, you know, you don't think of it as, like, it's this hard work or it's this extra, whatever, the behind the scenes of it. It was just normal. You just were around it, you know?
0: Did that make you more or less likely to want to pursue entertainment?
1: I don't, uh, I never thought of it as, like, oh, I'm going to do, like, follow in his footsteps or something. Like, it was, uh, you know I, I don't i don't know how far ahead i always thought like growing up like so when i like i try to go to college like college wasn't working out like
0: right you joke about yeah going to community college and yeah
1: and so i just uh you know i i remember you know he always did comedy in his stuff so you know you just remember being funny as a kid you think i'm gonna be a comedian or or you know in high school you joke about it and then and then I just decided to do it and I, and I think it did, it did play into it more than you know I even realized was the first time at Zany's or Zany's in Na- Chicago actually oh not in uh Nashville. no I never started in Nashville I moved to Chicago first I was there the what made you
0: go to Chicago I had
1: a buddy that wanted to go to second city okay uh, and so it was like uh, one of our other friends like kind of put us together because I was kind of talking about, like, trying to do stand-up. And I've been to, like, an open mic and watched. I uh, saw Keith Alverstadt. Like, he was just starting. And uh, so, but I never, I don't know, I, I never tried it first. At, and uh, I just went ahead and moved to Chicago. Then went to Second City for a little bit. Then took some classes. I was there with, uh, the, you know, the Hannibal and Pete Holmes and TJ and Kumail. Oh, really? We were all, yeah, I was there for about a year. and I was I lived there for two years, and I started there. About a year and a half I did it in Chicago.
0: What did you think of Second City?
1: It was great. I just remember, like, you know, I just took a class. But I I, I don't know. I just remembered I didn't like uh, y- the direction of wherever y- your comedy goes is dependent on, like, everybody else. So uh, I, I wanted it to be like, well, I want to be in control of where it goes versus, like, you know, improvs, you never know, you know, where it could end up. I always the, my favorite though is like to watch his improv. It's like if someone messes it up, improv's all about like you know if we're like we're gonna go eat it's like where do you want to go eat you can't just stop you know stop it <laughs> so it's like my favorite thing is to see like someone's like where are you gonna go eat and they're like i'm not hungry and you're like well now it's over like <laughs> it just ends it like because it's so easy to end something like you can just have some rant and the, right the but most off.
0: teachers go don't do that oh yeah but That's they, the worst you know, thing you can do is and people is still to say, do no.
1: It, to say no Just say no Yes, and. Right. That's to agree and agree with it. Agree with it, and then see go. where it goes. Oh, I'd love it if they <laughs> just someone to just to see. If you ever watch an improv show,
0: did your buddy who went went to do Second City did did he stick with it? Uh, he did some stand up, and he's back. Uh,
1: and now he's back working the job we were both working at. Uh, when we left uh, reading water meters. Uh, for in Nashville or Chicago? Nashville. Okay. And uh Mount Juliet, like right outside Nashville. So and he's been back there. I mean now for you know, this is I'm about to be I'll be fifteen years in January, so uh you know, that was fifty you know, fifteen years ago.
0: Was that your last job outside of County uh, did you have No, another? I waited
1: we waited tables in Chicago okay. and then when I moved here I delivered FedEx right when I moved here. Uh because I delivered before and I had a job and then I would do you know I did uh, I mean Pete's show like Pete got me barking at Boston Comedy Club Uh, and so I did that and so I would bark just like crashing just like crashing and then uh, he would uh, I would like stay up because I would have to be at FedEx like 5 in the morning so I would just like stay up go work like five that day is that out in like mass path or something is what FedEx? oh yeah uh, it was no the uh our location i think there's a bunch but where i was at was in brooklyn kind of like williamsburg like right up uh right outside williamsburg okay
0: Okay. what was the moment when you realized you didn't need that job or any other job Uh,
1: getting married uh (laughs) that was like once i got married it was married it wasn't the career uh No, I wasn't, like, I don't think I was making much money. But, like, because when, when I got married, I still, I was, like, at that point, I was doing some temp work. Mm-hmm. Like, I would still do that occasionally. But I was, like, starting to get a little bit on the, you know, like, do a little bit on the road. But, I mean, you're making, like, maybe 10 or 15 grand a year or something. Uh, And then it was, like, probably a a few years after that where you could, like, you know, where you at least, like, you could get to, like, making 20 or something or 30. Where then you're like, alright, I'm at least making like what I would be making at like a regular you right. know, with my education level. Uh, right. a job like As that. much as waiting tables. As or... much as waiting tables, yeah. Yeah, you're just like to that where you're like, alright, I'm at least like getting to that right to that
0: point. What is I guess your wife must have been very supportive then. Yeah. One to say yes when you asked her to marry you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> making no money. Yeah.
1: We've been and together then, though my whole like since I was twenty one. Okay. So before I ever started a comedy, before I had this dream of doing it, uh, so she's been along for the ride the whole time. And, did you uh, meet her in Nashville or Chicago? Nashville. Okay. So we, yeah, we did long distance for about four years, and then uh, and then we got married. She moved here, and uh, then we were here. And then I it was, I was lucky that it did start like picking up, like you know, like around two thousand eight was about when I, I got like new faces.
0: Right. I was just gonna say I, the first time I met you in person was. Yeah. At New Faces yeah. in Montreal. Yeah. Back when it, it was still at that one nightclub that was way up the hill from everything else. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ten years ago. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, 2008 to 2017. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, that, and that year was a good, like I did Conan for the first time. I did Live at Gotham. Like, so I was like, you, you know, you were starting to like get some stuff. And uh, it was, I was lucky that we didn't have to go through a ton of, I think I got asked once, like, how long would you do this before, you know, you're like, it's not working or something? <laughs> like, uh, like, you know.
0: Well, you have that joke about quitting yeah. on your first album. Or yeah. Our,
1: yeah, full-time magic, I think I said. Because I said Cosby. Yeah, yeah. And then the all that Cosby stuff came out. <laughs> and I don't think we said anything. Uh, did we, we might have taken it out. Just because it was like, I mean, that was like the right when it happened, right when that was going to air. Because he was that you know for the and Cosby was the guy, like he was right. the oldest guy, and now I guess it's you know it's probably Seinfeld I well, feel even like, in we,
0: the in Seinfeld's documentary comedian, he and Chris Rock make a pilgrimage to see Cosby yeah yeah so, yeah I mean he
1: was the I saw him uh at the Ryman uh, in like when I was like eighteen, and he was you know he might have been the first comic I saw live. He, he remembered Jim Brewer. I saw Jim Brewer at a club at zany's And I remember just like, you know, that's like when you watch and you're like you think everybody in the show's a millionaire. <laughs> Lo and behold, you don't know <laughs> that <DMC laughs> don't know the MC ec- probably made 30. dollars. You don't know the
0: economics of it. Yeah,
1: you just is they're on the show, so you just think, oh man, you guys are all up there. You might you, I guess you're all friends like you know you don't know anything. You're just like, I made nothing. The MC made nothing. Really? Probably back then.
0: You know, I mean, like. Because when I did, MC I did some now? comedy like, in the late 90s, and I remember. Well, in Seattle, they paid you in food. Yeah. And uh, in f- food and drinks. Free food and drinks if you were working. And then in Phoenix, I think it paid 50 bucks a yeah. show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's not good. Yeah, they, I mean, they probably made.
0: But it, I mean, you can't live on that. No.
1: I mean, yeah, As you'd have MC, to do it. Yeah, if you could do it. Every I don't know if you, if you make fifty bucks a day, you have to do it every night. That's right. say when you move here, you got to get into like the one you start making money is if you get in the clubs. But then to make money, you have to go run around like on a weekend. You have to do seven spots, and uh, you have to just be constantly doing at least at least two at night during the week, and then more on a weekend.
0: Is that better or worse than making feature level money on the road? I think it's better
1: to make the money here. If if you're being in all the clubs. Because uh, the feature money on the road I mean a good club is It's like a hundred bucks a show So that's like uh, Where you you know if you do five or six shows You can make five or six hundred bucks But now flying you know uh, You know I bring some guys on the road And it's really got to It depends on where I'm going to go Or where I'm, you know If I'm flying out to the west coast or somewhere And I want to bring my buddy from Nashville It's like you know that flight might be five hundred dollars so, like, you know, sometimes they can, sometimes if I, like, you try to help them, if I have some miles or something, you can, like, try to get their flight or whatever, mm-hmm. or give them at least a l- little bit so they can at least make something. Right. Uh, but, you know, but then sometimes you got to just do it and, like, you're going to break even and you got to just do it f- to do it.
0: Was there anybody like that for you when you were coming up? Who was?
1: Angela Johnson. I opened for her a lot. Uh, and we met at New Faces. Oh, right. We were in the same class. And I remember uh, me being clean her and her being clean, she, you know. Uh, and I remember going out and she's like, do you want to open for me? And I remember just thinking, I was like, we're both on new faces. Like, what is that? Why would I open for you? And then I did Houston Improv and she sold out like eight shows.
0: Right, because she was a viral
1: video star. Yeah. And, like, and then you're like, oh, all right, <laughs> never mind. I'm sorry. It's a whole nother level. So I opened for her for a long time. And then we would go do... I've op- I've done, like, two of her specials I've opened uh, oh, nice. on those. And uh, she's been uh, the best.
0: When was the first time you got to headline?
1: After mon- that, mon- Montreal. After uh, I went back to the comedy works mm-hmm. in Montreal. And that was a rough weekend. I brought Dan Shackie.
0: <laughs>
1: and Shacky was, like, murdering. And I would go up. And, I mean, I remember, like... I was like struggling so hard to even get to the full forty-five. Oh wow! It was like the f- you know it was like the first like that was like the first club weekend they gave me, and uh, the guy uh, that runs it. Do you remember his name? I, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember his name, but uh, he was he was so nice. But I remember it, like he was like I remember it, it was like dude I was like I remember just sitting there I was like eating I was like bombing I could barely get to the forty-five minutes. And I remember just sitting in the green room. I remember him being like, You all right? Like, are you going to be okay? Like, asking me because he felt, I think he just felt bad. And he would still, last time I saw him, he like brought it up. He's like, Yeah, you came out here. And we I brought you probably a little too early, huh? I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, you probably did.
0: So, when you were sitting there sweating it through the weekend, did you think, Oh, this is what New Faces got me? Or,
1: Yeah, it got, it got you like, Yeah, I mean, you, you get you to go back to that club and like, but it was just, you know, it's like headlining is... I did new faces to get... To, I did new faces this. to go bomb, <laughs> yeah. To, to never come back to Montreal ever again. Uh, yeah, that's what it felt like. And it was, uh, you know, you think like, all right, I'm going to start... He used to book a lot of guys from New York, like... And uh, I thought, you know, you think like, all right, I'm going to start headlining now. And I mean, you're just like, you're like, I wasn't ready. and. Uh, How did you
0: get through that period?
1: That was... I mean, that that weekend was tough. Like, I remember... I mean, I would sit by myself in the green room and just dread the shows. And, you know, it's... Uh, but you're like, you know, you only have so much material and uh, you don't know what to do. And it's, you know, you just get through it and just... I just didn't headline much after that. Like, you know, slowly you would start, like... You'd start getting the clubs a little bit more and then you would start, like, doing one-nighters and stuff like that. And then uh, then the second time... I went, really started going out, was uh, Chicago Zanies again. Uh, I went there and headlined. And that was like the, and this was like the, the second time was like the serious, like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm about to start, like, now, headline. And it was like, that was a tough, uh, that was a tough, like, because I just remember doing so many spots here. So you, and that they did like a Wednesday to Sunday, three shows Saturday. And so... You know, by Wednesday, like if you're in New York, you've already done like seven spots. And then so you're just like burnt out. And then I remember going to that Chicago Zanies and then it said, you know, here's all about tight 15 minutes. So you go up and you murder, you try to murder for 15. And then you got to go headline it. you can't sustain that for 45. You know, the crowd already, you know, they're watching a 15 minute MC, 30 minute middle act. And then you got to go on, and I, that was a weekend where I could get to 45, but I remember feeling like I felt the audience would get tired, or they would just be over it. Mm-hmm. I would be over it. I'd be <laughs> tired. Like so, it was like then you had to start like learning how to start the headline, which is a completely different thing.
0: Did you ever find yourself comparing yourself to the rest of that class that you came up with it in, in Chicago? In Chicago,
1: yeah, and I still do now. I mean, like you know, I mean, Pete did this show about. You know, that era, that us all, you know, and then you see, I mean, all of those guys are so famous now, so it's like, it doesn't like, you know, it's like, I mean, every career path is different, so like, I mean, Pete's huge, Hannibal's, uh, Kumel, I mean, they're stars, right. you know. Uh, did, did, Nick, that you? Vattera, did that bother you? Did that bother you for a while, or? Um, or no? You know, I don't know, you would just do it. It did, like, I remember Pete Pete's first, he got like, Pete uh, kind of went quickly. He was like at Boston and then uh and then he was emceeing first, like he got to do that, and then uh and then from there he got like best week ever, and then got passed to the cellar, and then was just kinda off and running. And then Hannibal got new faces, then moved back to Chicago, and we were like, What are you doing, dude? Like why would you go back to Chicago? Didn't matter, blew up. Uh Kumel moved way after, TJ moved way after. Uh TJ was always the most original. You know, like he's the most original person I think I've ever met and seen, which is not a statement. I mean, it's right. like, they'll go watch his act and you can see. Well, that's that. why
0: him and Nick Vaderot are such good friends. Yeah, they're both kind Vatteraut,
1: of. I got Vatteraut was there. They're, uh, both, they're both oddities.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was there.
1: Jared Logan. Uh, there was a lot of guys, but yeah, you, you it, 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 it was tough. I mean, you would see guys. You know, I mean, you would just see. I just remember, like, doing stuff. I mean, doing all these late-night sets and all this stuff. You know, you're trying to get to that breakthrough and get to that next level where you can, like, sell out and, like...
0: But then you also made the conscious decision to move back to Nashville when you were having...
1: Yeah, well, I yeah. moved to L.A. first. Uh, so I left here mm-hmm. in, uh, like, 2012 and then moved to L.A. It was there for two two years. And then I now, like, I was, like, getting on the road so much almost, like, every weekend that... I was barely in l a and uh it was just you know it's a, it's a nightmare to f- travel from l a because most gigs are uh Chicago are over, mm-hmm. so like the time difference is just you have to go a day early and all this and then so then I decided to move back to nashville and then that's uh and that's been uh you know that's been great no one even knows do people still think I live here like You know, it's like, I feel like we, once you get busy enough, you're all just kind of everywhere. Right. So then you, uh, you, no one knows where you're at. And like, so it was just easier to, you know, once I started, you know, once I moved back and I was like, I I did a test. I was like, I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody first. And then I was like, you know, my friends that I'm close, like Rory Scoville, like I didn't tell him. Mm -hmm. And uh, then one day he came to Nashville and I just drove him to my house. And he was like, "Wait, do you live here?" I was like, "I've lived here for like five months now. Like, you know, just to see, because no one, you know, because I mean, I got to go out there enough anyway. Right? That you're around. So,
0: how much did that, did that affect your career and your psyche just being back in Nashville as a home base?
1: Uh, it's you know, it helps a lot. I I, lo- I look at it as like the so here's my the big reason I left even New York mm-hmm. to go to L.A. It's my big quote. It's uh, Jerry Wintraub, who uh, has a great book. He managed, like, Elvis and produced, like, Ocean's yeah. Eleven. Yeah, he died, like, a couple years ago. He's an old guy. like, But he was uh, his book, he's talking about he was an agent in New York and moved to L.A. And the reason he left is because he knew anytime he started feeling comfortable, it was time to make a change. So that quote, like, like is the reason I moved from to L.A. Because it was like I was comfortable here. I was, like, getting up everywhere. And so it was like I need to shake it up because I was like I did feel like I was stuck like I was like kind of like yeah I could do keep doing late night sets and stuff like that but it was like to go to that next right. level and then so then that's when I moved to LA and then uh, and then it kind of kept up and then and then from there I just like uh, moving back was like you know I think it just you know it's like you live in Nashville Nashville is luckily a, a pretty entertainment capital with all the agencies are there with music being there right there's so, record labels and yeah it wasn't like i was moving you know moving to like somewhere in the you know kansas right. that no one you know that's t- or so ohio or yeah like something that's like you know, I don't know it wouldn't make sense right and i was like established enough that like the fact that i live there it's you know it i don't know it helps like you know i don't know it stands out it makes you you're you're around different things uh, which I think is good for comedy it's you know you're not just talking about the same stuff that everybody else Great. is instead talking about instead of
0: hanging about. around with the same pack of comedians you're yeah you got interacting look, with regular people regular
1: people would give you a better you know it's like for material wise you're just like in, you're just around different situations that you wouldn't be around you would be in, in LA you're when you go out there it's very like you're at the club or you're at like meetings you're doing stuff that's very you know no one's going to relate to so this was a good way to get back and like I don't know you know and hopefully come up with keep building the act
0: on your on your clown album yeah you have several jokes about living in New York yeah and uh, I remember one of them was about how at least they know how to honk their horns and in the south yeah. they don't yeah having, having I have a sp-
1: new joke about the south <laughs> well, I really do I was, yeah.
0: well I was gonna say now now that you're looking at it from the other way. Do you have a different perspective on New York now than when you well, were joking about living here? Yeah,
1: when I come here now, I mean, I don't Now you're like, you come here, you're like, I don't know how I lived here. Like, it's, uh, you know, I, it's when you're here in New York, you know, you get used to it. You get used to the chaos. And then once you move. Right, the
0: Chinese lady who's yelling.
1: Yeah. Landlady. Oh, yeah. That, oh, uh, and then once you move and you come back, then you're like, you're just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you you know, we, we were walking the other day, and we got honked at. You know, the light's green for us to walk, and the guy's honking because we're walking. Mm-hmm. And you're just like little stuff like that, that. You just more notice it more where you're like, what are you, what are you? Like, you always look at your buddies that still live here. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is chaos, dude. Like, you are just screaming at every, like, it's just, it's so, like, hectic. Mm-hmm. And But you have to get, like, it's like you, when you come back here, it takes, like, a day or two to get back to you used to. I was thinking, I was talking to Soder, Dan Soder, and I was like, you, you could sell, like, a camp here to people to tell people, like, in the middle of the country, to be like, do you want to just come and, like, yell? Have you ever, have you have a fantasy of just yelling at people <laughs> and screaming and being loud? <laughs> and Anger them? management? Kind yeah. Of? Just go to New York, and you can just yell at people. Like, no <laughs> one does anything. Everybody, you're just used to it. You mm-hmm. just keep walking. And, like, it's like, uh, you know, you can go in the middle of a sea of people and scream and people are just going to walk around you and just keep going
0: did you have a similar kind of uh readjustment going going back to nashville
1: yeah it's a slower i mean like driving is uh, yeah. specifically you, because because yeah, you lady. joked about that like yeah
0: wanting to be able to honk at people but nobody
1: no one yeah i'd be like a, yeah i have a joke about like i honked once at a lady and you can just see like her whole day is shot you know like you just see her like what do you do why would you do that because no one does that and uh It's completely, I mean, like, it's just, they're too, everybody's too polite Mm -hmm. in Nashville or like a lot of them, like in the middle of the country that drives, everybody's real nice and they want to let everybody go, but it like causes more traffic. Like, so the thing you learn that I love about New York is the, it's everybody's trying to go so fast. So it's a balance of that. Like, it's a balance of like, you know, like, uh, I like the, the speediness of New York. But then the slowness of Nashville, which is great, but it's hard to go back into that because you're like, all right, let's pick it up a little bit, like you know.
0: Do you ever try to, to force Nashville into New York kind of well, sensibilities? Na- uh,
1: yeah, I mean like driving, I would love mm-hmm. to like for them to just go. Uh, but now so many people are moved like Nashville. It's pretty rare to be from Nashville if you live in Nashville. So you know, I, I'd imagine over time it's gonna just change just because of the fact of all the people that. Are, f- are from here or Chicago or mm-hmm. wherever Moved to Nashville so slowly they're gonna
0: and that that other joke you have about quitting comedy and not knowing who to talk to yeah. have you changed the reference uh, from Cosby or, I think I said or do Seinfeld? you not do it anymore
1: I don't really do the joke anymore but like I think I did it a couple times where I would change I changed it to like Seinfeld or something uh, but I, I really haven't done the joke uh, in a while that was a weird joke that like I did on like I did it on Conan and I learned like because you know it's like you start out with that joke like, like I'm gonna quit soon and like I think because people don't know you and then you're on Conan so it seems weird like they're all like why would you quit you're on you're doing good you're, you're on, on Conan. TV. and you're like yeah that's a joke of it and then but like people just don't put it together like and you're like alright <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny that you, that you open the album that way too because I, yeah, listening to it it sounds like the crowd is like wait what
1: yeah. Why are we paying? Yeah, in their head, they're like, I just paid is like $20. Is he okay? Yeah. Why would you Why would you say you're going to quit?
0: Comedy is, I mean, it's weird that comedy is one of those businesses that, like, there's no one person in charge. There's. I mean, no one cares. I mean, I, I really think about it.
1: That's what made me think of the joke is, like, it was the thing is, like, what if I did want to quit? What if I want to quit right now? I can quit right I don't have any... I don't have a boss. I don't have any, like... You know, I'm going to the Tonight Show tonight, like... But that's not... They don't employ me. Like, if I wanted to quit, I could just not show up. You're a contractor. You're a freelance. Yeah, you're just freelance. So, like, you're... uh, Not that I would ever do it. But, like, if you want... You know, if you did... I mean, my managers, my agents, you pay them. So, like, you're... I mean, who would they... You just say, like, I'm out of the business completely. It'd be a... You know... It'd be weird. I feel like people would like, you know... Like, I've, I think a lot of entertainers, like, fantasize about it. Like, you know, just being, like, just walking away.
0: I mean, I don't Some you know, do.
1: Some do. Some people, they quit. People are proud of them. They're like, good for you.
0: Or people do, like, a despairing act. Like, like you tested out where they moved to Europe, and then they just don't try to get another acting know. job for yeah. five years. Yeah. And people are like, oh, he's very eccentric.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it works, you know. That was like even going back to Nashville, like, I really, I had a fear that I thought people would think I'd quit or, you know, but then you just learn, like, I, more people are like, that's awesome, man. Good for you. Like, that's, mm-hmm. they're, because I think most of them don't want to live where they, like, you know, you don't, you want to, because most people are not from LA or New York. So, like, they, you move here for that. So, most people do want to go. Animal lives, like, somewhere, like, you know, Chicago or, like, you know, it's just, you can do it now. And with social media, like, you're still, like, I'm wearing each other's face. I still see your stuff. Like, you see my stuff. Like, so we're constantly reminded that. That was a big part of it was, like, just out of sight, out of mind. Right. But now with social media, like, you're you're never going to be that. Right. You know, you're always going to see that person's a post or something.
0: And when I see you in New York, I might think you've moved back because I don't know. Yeah.
1: You're like, oh, maybe he's back. <laughs> you don't even think that I could be visiting. You're like, oh, he's probably <laughs> he's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so at this point in your career, do you, do you have new goals for yourself, or
1: uh, you know it would be the special? I'm trying to sell shows. Like uh, I've done that for the past four years, taking a show out to no avail. Uh, I've so you know, you sell because the process is you sell a script. Uh, you write the script, hope to shoot a pilot, and uh, we I've shot a presentation. As, as far as I've made it, and which network? That was uh, for Fox Studios. Okay. It would have been for Fox. And then, uh, but it was, so like, you know, we're just trying to do, just trying to get a show. It'd be great to like, I feel like that would be the next, the next goal is to like be able to get into that world, mm-hmm. of, like a show, you know, have your own show world. Uh, so that's, the, that's the, where you're going to uh, now. And, you know, just got to hope that that. You know, it's a whole different mindset. It would be great to, like, get a show and be able to, like, not stop stand-up, but, like, at least, like, you know, I don't know, have structure. Like, you you always, like, fantasize about having some kind of structure, like, just be able to go to a place every day. Like, I miss, like, that. Like, you know, because our job is, like, you travel every day. I mean, you're a million different places, and which is great. But then sometimes you just want to be like, I just want to go to that office. Right. At nine. That's 8, the other 10, side of not having a yeah. boss to quit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You want like a yeah. You a want parking spot. And yeah, you know. I want a parking spot. I want an office. <laughs> I want to be like I. Go, I want to go. I go home every single day, and I'm doing that for. Is there anybody?
0: Long. Is there anybody in comedy that that you feel like you can talk to about that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know. You know the guys that you're doing stuff with your 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 peers when we're you know Rory or those guys are all trying to sell shows. Right. I've talked to Gaffin a little bit, like I've uh, got to know him a little bit more. So like he's someone that you can uh, you can talk to. Like uh, my managers uh, that represent him, like so like it's been nice to like even talk to your managers. That mm-hmm. his managers uh, has been with him for like 15 years. So, like, he's been, like, his whole ride. So, it's even that's nice to be, like, I can talk to my manager about what Gaffkin was, you know. Just so you can, like, just talk to guys about, like, what they do and, right, you know. And then, yeah, I mean, the more you do it, it's like, yeah, I've talked to Marin a bunch. Like, you know, uh, we become friends and, like, so it's like you're able to, like, you know, it is fun to, like, right. to talk like, to those guys. Well, how
0: did you sell your show? And
1: yeah, yeah, and just see, you know. What's funny is I've done some of them. I've done more. I mean, I've done four. That have not you know, where I think African's like his third one was the one that went to T V land. Right. So like I'm already on my fourth.
0: But he had one like Yeah, a long time. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the you know, it's like you know, it's such like, it's such a weird you gotta in that world you gotta I don't know, you gotta I don't know. It's like a lot of stuff has to line up mm-hmm. right. And it's a matter of like, you know, sometimes who's the producer, who's the writer, it's like all these other things that could not be your Thing. and then you could be people that don't like I don't know who you are like or you know there's still you know obviously way more people that don't know who I am that would know who I am and uh you know that's where the net you know the over you know, the Netflix thing just helps and like gives uh, awareness and you know. Well I'm
0: pretty sure after your 20th Fallon people will and know That's the moment people will know I know
1: like Steve Martin he said it took him like 11
0: Right, 11. Yeah, it took him... I'm already at 12. I'm over... Did you read his book? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like 11. Yeah, he had and he had some Carsons that he bombed on, or yeah. they didn't like him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, imagine how frustrating
1: that is, because that was back when you made it. Everybody made it. Right. And now, like, you know, it's just not even remotely the same.
0: Well, but you'll still have this tonight show fallon record that you can lord over
1: that's you know pete and, all, and yeah all i'll do tj is uh yeah remind how many, but them. how many times
0: have you done fallon
1: yeah uh, and then i walk out of their movie trailer and i leave <laughs> like i go home like but i get it i get to shove that in their face so that's good yeah that's good So <laughs> yeah
0: so I was talking to you nate thank you yeah thank thanks. you so much for doing oh, this
1: absolutely buddy awesome yeah. all right
0: This episode of The Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brzezell at Showbiz Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave. Logo by Giggle Chick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean O. McCarthy. Thanks for listening.
1: things first.